Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Before we go any further, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stay up to date with all that's happening in the Tan and J-Man Show Nation, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J-Man Show. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, so stay tuned. Good evening, Tan and J-Man Show Nation, episode 201, coming at you, Tannerly, just the J-Man Month. Ready to for some hot takes, topics, picks, and more. Bunch to talk about what's going on, J-Man. Not much. <sighs> Feeling pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. It's rare for a Monday. Dolphins own too, but you're still feeling good. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> At least they're uh, decently healthy, Happens. I guess. Not too banged up. So, yeah. But it'll be a fun episode. We've got a lot to talk about. I hope so, it's fun for you. I think it should be. If not, apologize. So, <laughs> let's get right into the read. Of course, the Tana J Man Show is sponsored, like it is every single week, by the Damn Landing. Whether whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, hand breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mansall that focuses on freshness and quality. And, of course, you got the Damn Smoke available on the weekends that features barbecue and steaks. Which great, great football eating food, really. Barbecue, steaks, tailgating. Every food goes good with football, you, but... Uh, you can't go to games, so you might as well eat bring some, the food. Eat some meat. Bring the food to your house mm-hmm. and have your own little tailgate party. But in addition, you can wash... All those foods down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mansell in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be by boat or by wheels, the Damn Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I have a baseball question for you tonight. Boo. There are... Okay. One, two, three, four, five players. Five players that have eclipsed the 300 home run mark actively. That sentence made no sense. There are five, five players, players with at least homers. 350 career homers. 350, okay. um, who are they? What five players? I think you have a decent shot at getting this. You always uh, so do you. my baseball knowledge. So do you. Um, you always say, ah, I hate my question. You're going to get it right away, and I never get it. That's a good so, point. Uh, one, I will give you a little hint if you would have, if you might have seen it. Um, one of the players hit his 350th this past week. I don't know if you would have seen I that or not. I think I did. Uh, but the Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. Everybody needs to eat some green things. Yes, yes they do. Yes they do, we know better than most. Are you ready to uh, get edumacated? Why are you always putting an M in there? It's fun to say. Edumacation. It's fun to say. Let's yeah. hear it. Not a not too many great sporting events have happened on September twenty first throughout the history of sports, but we've got a few here. On nineteen oh six, the New York Highlanders first baseman, Hale Chase. Oh Hale. 
or maybe it's Hal Chase, <laughs> has a, he had 22 putouts to tie an MLB record in a 6-3 win over the Chicago White Sox at Southside Park. Must have got a lot of ground balls that day then, pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? On this day, 1969, New York Jets punter Steve O'Neill Punted a ball 98 yards Davey. against the Denver Broncos. I wonder if it rolled and rolled and rolled. I hope he did 98 yards in the air. Very doubtful. What was his name? Steve, Steve O'Neill. Steve O'Neill. On this day in 1971, the American League okayed the Washington Senators moved to Arlington, which they became the Texas, Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. On this day 1973, Nate Archibald. Signed a seven-year contract with the NBA's Kansas City Kings for $450,000. Some cash right there. Steve O'Neill's punt. I mean, he hit it about 60 yards in the air, and it just rolled, just rolled the rolled final the 38. It's pretty good. That's pretty good bomb ski. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, on this day in 1980, Richard Todd of the New York Jets completed 42 passes in a game. Which was the NFL record. I don't know if it still is or not. There's no way. I doubt it. I, I bet. I'm going to go look it up. I bet th- at least three quarterbacks pass yeah, 42. Probably right. Complete, 42 completions. Oh, 42 completions. Completions in the game, not passing attempts. I thought you meant passing completions. attempts. 42 yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Joe Burrow had 37 this week. Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. No one cares. On this day, 1986, the New York Jets beat the Miami Dolphins 51-45 to in overtime, a record of 884 passing yards in that game. What year was that? 1986. I'll go look up and see what Marino did. On this day, 1990, the Oakland A's Bob Welch became the first 25-game winner in 10 years. I don't know if we've had one since. On this day in 1991, the USA Basketball announced that the Dream Team was going to compete in the 1992 Olympics. Uh, They're pretty good. Yeah, not too bad at all. On this day in uh, 2008, the final home game is played at Yankee Stadium, in which the Yankees beat the Baltimore Orioles. It's the last time the Yankees did not make the playoffs. On this day in 1986, Dan Marino threw for 448 yards and six touchdowns. Ken O'Brien threw for 479 and four. That's uh, letting the ball loose, letting the air out. Dolphins ran the ball 17 times that game. Jets ran it over 30, and that's probably why the Jets won. You know, this day in 2008, the Ryder Cup was played at Valhalla Golf Course, and the U.S. led from start to finish to win 16.5 points to 11.5 points and regained the Ryder Cup after three consecutive European victories. Mm. I remember uh, Boo Weekly riding his uh, driver like a, like a horse. Huh. He put the driver in between his legs and started riding it down the fairway. <laughs> Literally was riding it like a horse. Yep. I thought you just meant he just kept no, hitting he was, driver out was, over and over he was again. He down a hole and <laughs> smacking it like you smacked the back of a horse. So. You ever ridden a horse? No. Me either. kind of scared of him, to be I honest. I probably would hurt myself. Ever since that Full House episode. Oh, yeah. Where uh, Michelle fell off. Michelle fell off and got amnesia for a little bit. Smacked her head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't think we would have a full house reference on on this podcast tonight, but that's here why, we are. That's why I show up every week. One of many reasons. And the On This Day segment is brought to you by Proforma Print House. 
If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company. Give them a call today at 574 210-3815. The Big Ten announced when they were going to start their football season. October, is it all 24th? I saw it 23rd. 23rd, 24th. 24th. So some games will be on Friday, but they haven't announced yet. And the schedule has been released as well. Yes, I'm trying to pull that up. Um, Tanner, as our loyal listeners know, is a Purdue grad. And huge uh, Purdue sports fan. And for those loyal listeners, know that I'm a huge University of Miami Hurricanes <laughs> football fan. Yeah. So I don't really have much to add to the Big Ten convo. I know I live in Big Ten land. You're an Illinois fan. Um, I'm not an Illinois football fan. I'm an Illinois basketball fan for those who are tuning in for the first time. Um, but not football so much. Used to be. Not anymore. And, Until uh, they have a good year this year and he's back on the wagon. They had a good year last year and I was not back on the wagon. I got audio proof that said you were back on the wagon. I was back on the wagon for like a day, and then they lost to Northwestern. I was off it again. Well, that is your uh, arch rival there, Northwestern. You don't like anything about them. No, my arch rival is Florida State. Um, Who your Canes play this week, so we're going to have to predict Going to have to predict that that one, and I'm sure that will be part of my bucket. Ooh. We'll see. You don't have Roy McIlroy to pick this week. No, and I think I'm kind of giving up on the Rory McIlroy. He made uh, the top ten. Train. See, I feel like that had a little bit to do with me. Yeah. Got that little extra oomph. No, and I uh, picked him once again. Uh, that might be the first top ten finish he's ever had when I picked him. He's usually missing cuts when I book I feel him. like he, a lot of times he has backdoor top tens, but. He could. I could be wrong. But, yes, the Big Ten schedule's out. Like you said, today the over and under in Vegas came out. But uh, I guess first off. Are you surprised that the Big Ten's going to play? Um, I think originally they thought we're going to be the first conference to do it. People will follow our lead because we're the big, bad Big Ten. And um, no one followed their lead, so now they're having to backtrack and they're going to start a season with their tail between their legs, knowing full well they could have easily been playing right yep. now. Yep, they definitely got pressured a little bit in the corner mm-hmm. to play. But uh, they're going to get it done. I mean, it's going to be a nine-game season. You're going to have eight games. You're going to play six of them within your own division. Then you're going to play a cross-division rival and then another cross-division opponent. And then your ninth game is going to be during um, conference championship week. So say uh, Purdue finishes third and Penn State finishes third, they they would play in the the week nine game. That's how it's going to be. First place first, second, second, third, third, fourth, fourth, so on. So, kind of like the idea. It's going to be an unusual year, so you might as well do something kind of unusual anyways. Yeah, this is the year to get crazy with it. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some cold weather games. I mean, you're not starting until late October, so you're going to play all through November and through mid-December. So, um, and, the, and all those games are going to be on campus, as far as I know, until December 19th. So, It's going to be cold. Um in like Minneapolis, Wisconsin, but really Wisconsin's used to playing late November. And I mean, the weather's All not that schools much. are, but December. It is can it, get, it can get dicey, yeah. I guess, a little more so than yep. Thanksgiving time. But 
it's going to be interesting, but I'm I'm just excited to have Big Ten football back to talk about and to watch. The SEC's returning this weekend, uh-huh. so we're finally getting more college football. It's been still eh, only a handful of games or so last few weekends, but we're starting to get more. The Mountain West Conference is looking to maybe get into action. The Pac-12 is looking to maybe do a six-game season in November. Uh, The MAC, the Mid-American Conference, is looking to start. I think these conferences realize, hey, we got to do something. Have to. Uh, The Big Ten Conference today was reported in a normal year, they make $54 million off TV revenue. This year it's going to be about 36, but that's 36 more million dollars than it looked like they are going to make two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So... So very excited about it. Uh, as J-Man noted, the schedules did get released. Um, Nebraska didn't get, get any favors done to them by the Big Ten. Classic. Week one, they're going to Columbus against Ohio State, who's now jumped back in the rankings, and a lot of people have them in their playoff predictions. And um, Wisconsin at home week two. So. Yeah, uh, Nebraska's been whining for years now about everything, thinking they deserve to get this. Just have the Big Ten catered to them in a sense. And I thought it was so funny that Nebraska fans thought they were the reason the Big Ten is back. And so um, Kevin Warren said, nope, we're going to give you the hardest possible start to the season. Yep, yep. And uh, Nebraska fans and their AD are not happy at all, but – Hey, you guys said you would play anybody, you'd play anywhere. So there you go. Mm-hmm. You kind of you put your foot in your own mouth, so to speak. So, But four weeks from tonight, we will have a, a Big Ten preview show. It won't be as long as usual, but uh, at least we get to kind of do one this year a lot later mm-hmm. than we were hoping, but at least we get to do that. Maybe we'll start doing some NCAA picks starting this week too now that there's more games going on. But I do want to go over the over-unders real quick and get your thoughts on those. Starting with Ohio State, over-unders, eight-and-a-half wins. So you're either saying they're going to win nine games or not. I think they win them all. So you think all nine mm-hmm. and conference champ. Conference champ, once again. And I'm not going to weigh my op- opinions. I just want the J-Man's opinions on these. Why? So, I don't know. I just want, want them. I, I agree with you, though, on Ohio State. So I guess Penn State, seven-and-a-half. Over. Over. They uh, finish with eight. So your only loss would be at home to Ohio State, I'm guessing. Book it. Yeah, because that would be week three. Or week two. Week two. Uh, Wisconsin, seven. Over. West is trash. Book it. So they play uh, Illinois at home at Nebraska. Win. Purdue at home. Win. At Michigan. Win. At Northwestern. Win. Minnesota at home. Win. Indiana at home. Win. At Iowa. Loss. So you have them winning seven. I haven't won in the West. Yeah. Michigan, six and a half. I about just said push, and there's a half number in there. Over. I'll give him seven. At Minnesota? Uh, we can do this a little later, can yeah, we? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm kind of going over their schedule in my head here. Minnesota's also six and a half. Under. Hard under. They do get Rashad Bateman back. Who Possibly. I think they'll get Not him. Yet. They'll let him back. If the NCAA doesn't, they're a joke. The NCAA still hasn't uh, proved some guys' transfers yet. So. The NCAA is the biggest joke I mean, and corrupt organization. I, mean, I think what's causing it is he in did the sign United an agent, States so we'll of see. America. We'll see what they do. But really, all the opt outs of the Big Ten are back except one. Is he going to come back? I don't know. He has not signed with an agent, and he is taking online classes still, but nobody's really. I think you should take the year off. I think you should come back. 
which I could see both sides. I mean, of course, the kid doesn't want to get hurt, but when everybody else is coming back, does that make him look kind of bad to the scouts? No. You don't think so? I think it helps him with the scouts. Less wear and tear, mm-hmm. less chance of an injury. Yeah. The the scouts couldn't care less about – We don't know what the scouts think. They could, I don't know any sure. scouts. Um, but they – I just – can't imagine they care less whether they play. Well, he's got to put football. up good combine numbers, but sure, and that's all they care about. I mean, he had a miraculous career at Purdue, but he's only had sixteen games. Sure, but I think that's actually a positive for him. But uh, I was hoping maybe the Bateman coming back might, because if Bateman comes back has a good year, he might get picked over Rondell because Rondell is starting to fall a little bit in the mocks. But I think that's because pretty much every wide receiver. That's highly ranked except the one at LSU is playing. They haven't seen Rondell do anything. And say he goes to the combine and shells out, he'll fly up the No, he will. I mean, he's anyway. good. And I think he will combine, shine in the combine We'll setting. see. I mean, I'm not real optimistic. I think he would have kind of already made a statement that he's coming back or he would already be on campus. But, hey, if I'm Jeff Brom, I'd say, hey, you can live in Louisville if you want and just come up two days a week and practice and We'll put a red jersey on you. We won't have you do contact and practice. I'd do anything I could if I were him. To, I'd tell him, hey, if you want to wait until an hour before the first game against Iowa and show up, that's fine. I mean, I'd do. That'd be terrible. I'd cater to him however however I could. How how would the other players feel? You know, I don't think they would care because they, 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 they understand how good I'm more sure is. Sometimes his talent, teammates sometimes talent would ha- can cater. So I'm sure his teammates would resent the heck out of him if that were the case. It's a little different for playing professional sport. I'm sure Roger Clemens' teammates hated him for flying in from Texas every time he started. I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, you know, your uh, past performances speak for themselves and you get catered to a little bit. If I'm his teammate, I would hate him. Yeah. If he helps you win games and gets you somewhere, then maybe. Yeah. maybe Is there you. anywhere to get this year? Do we even know? Well, right now they're planning to have a playoff. Yeah, are they really? Yes, they were. They were doing that without the Big Ten back. Uh. Yeah, yeah. You, you watch some college game down Saturdays, man. Nah. Picking their playoffs since the start of the season. I'm good. Uh, Indiana five and a half. Over. Over. Six. Wow. Six and three. I don't think there's any shot. Six and three. With uh, without playing four cupcakes. Six and three. So who do they beat out of uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State? Where they got those games at? Well, Penn State's at home. That doesn't really matter this year, does Michigan's it? Michigan's at home with the other two on the road. Oh, they'll get Michigan. No doubt in my mind. That'd be the first time in like four decades. But if there's a year to do it, I guess it's now. That's right. I don't I don't know anything about Michigan, so I can't even comment on if they're going to be any good. I know McCaffrey's transferring. From Michigan. I don't, couldn't tell you who their quarterback is. Brandon Peters. Oh, no, Brandon Peters at Illinois. Um, it was Shea Patterson, and I thought it was going to be McCaffrey. It's not him, so he's transferring. Iowa 5. I think they'll be over. They do lose Nathan Stanley, um, Tristan Wirfs. I'm going to go over. I'm going over on a lot of these Nebraska things. 5. Under. Hard under. Northwestern 4. I think they go 5-4 and four this year. 5-4? and four? Mm-hmm. Pat Fitzgerald's come back for his 15th season. Man. Uh, Purdue, three and a half. Over. I think they go four and five. Four and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois, three and a half. I think they go four and five as well. Maybe. Uh-huh. You know, if I break down the schedules, I bet all these teams can't do what. Oh, I'm sure. Saying I'm sure. Do, but, uh, uh, give me under. I think they go three and six. Michigan State, three and a half. Under, three and six. In Maryland, two and a half. 
two and two and seven. And I'm guessing Rutgers either two and a half or two. My screenshot cuts off. So I'm gonna say Rutgers one and a half. To be honest, I'm gonna go under. I think they go. I don't know if they win a game. Maybe the Illinois one. It's gonna be interesting to say the least. So, but it's uh, something we'll talk more in detail about in a few weeks. It's the Big Ten's ramping up their practice now. They were able to practice only twelve weeks. 12 hours a week now is up to 20. Yeah. They can start practicing full pads here in nine days on the 30th because that's when the um, COVID testing goes into effect every day. Are they doing it every, every day? day? And I saw last week, at least I read, if there's a 5% positivity rate on the team, they're shutting it down. Um, so I don't know if those games will be just forfeited or just non non-finished. Or- Not sure. I know if a player tests positive, they have to sit out for 21 days, mm-hmm. which is – Pretty much three games. It's interesting times. Um, Of course, it's easier to do it in the professional sports bubble. I think the NFL has done a great job. MLB, after the first, like, week, has done a really good job. Uh, The NBA obviously did it the best, where they could bubble. NBA and NHL, both. Um, Both of them, yeah. Um, College kids, though, are going to be college kids, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see some weird things. Hasn't happened yet, though, although we have had Baylor um, has had a few games canceled, and Houston had a game canceled as well. Yep, he pretty much coaches. You tell the players, "Hey, this is on you. If you guys want to play, you just gotta stay clean for, you know, try to to your try best the for two best months, you can for two months. Um, Don't if, party for two months. If anything, we've learned when we were eighteen to twenty two years old, we're extremely selfish, absolutely, and stupid. But the students at all the campuses will be gone. Come Thanksgiving. That'll help. Yep. Where you could, in a sense, bubble them during yep. that time period. Them and the other mm-hmm. athletes and the basketball players. So. Which is all I really care about. Yeah. Um, let's pick some ranked games real quick. Sure. College football before we move on. Notre Dame Fighting Irish, ranked seventh. They looked really good this past week in South Florida. They're at Wake Forest. Uh, give me Notre Dame. Yeah, really, uh, just really easily. Wake Forest lost their quarterback, Jamie Newman, to Georgia, who then ended up saying he's opting nope. out and not going to play at all. Nope. Um, so, yeah, Wake's not going to beat him. I see Notre Dame getting a test from Clemson at home. That's it. Maybe at North Carolina. That's it. Yeah, Carolina's pretty good. Number 23, Kentucky at number 8, Auburn. Give me Auburn. War Eagle. I know nothing about either team. Bo Nix, back for his sophomore year. Yeah, I think he's a true. sophomore this year. Or is he a junior? I can't imagine he's a junior No, already. he is a sophomore. You're right. He is a sophomore. Uh, give me Auburn as well. Kansas State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a 28-point favorite in this bad boy. Give me Oklahoma. Spencer Radler. He's Heisman. Georgia Southern at number 19, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette squeaked one out in overtime against Georgia State over the yes. weekend. Um, give me Louisiana Lafayette. Yep, they got a good quarterback. Number 24, Louisville at number 21, Pittsburgh. Louisville coming off a home loss, shellacking to my Canes. Um, I think they bounce back, though, and get her done against the team you said they're playing, which is Pittsburgh. I'll go with Pittsburgh at home. I don't know anything about Pittsburgh this year, but. Taking them. Is Pat Narduzzi still there? I believe he is. I do too. Number five, Florida at Ole Miss. So you got um, Lane Kiffin making his Ole Miss debut. Give me Florida. I think Dan Mullen's going to build them back into a power. Maybe not where they were when Urban was there, um, but pretty close. Give me Florida as well. Number 13, UCF. 
Josh Heupel doing a good job mm-hmm. down there. At, like him a lot more at, than their last coach. Uh, easily. At East Carolina. Uh, give me Central Florida. Yep. West Virginia at number 15, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State squeaked one out against Tulsa on Saturday. Watched a majority of that game. Uh, Tulsa really should have won. Um, but I think Oklahoma State bounces back from a near catastrophic loss. I agree. Uh, Chuba Hurt. Chuba Hubert's fun to watch. Forever, I thought his name was Chuba. Yeah, it's Chuba. It's Chuba. Yep. Learned that on yeah, Saturday. I learned it too when Reese Davis pronounced mm-hmm. it. I'm like, oh. I think he's pronouncing it wrong. So uh, a lot of people have Oklahoma State as a sleeper to get to the playoff. They can't play no. like they did on no, Saturday. They can't. Mississippi State at the defending champion LSU. Mike Leach. That's right. Mississippi State debut. They're going two, two of maybe the most fun coaches. Yeah. In college football, and Coach Ed Orgeron, uh, give me the defending champs, though. Know nothing about them. They lost everyone. They but. will have a 25% capacity, so about 20,000 in the stands at LSU. That's enough to make a little bit of noise. Um, LSU wins, been a close one. This could be close. Yeah, uh, Mississippi State, or at least Mike Leach's offenses, are hard to stop. Number eight, Texas, looking really good so far this year at Texas Tech. Give me Tech in the upset. Ooh. Yeah, got to pick an upset. I was ready to pull it, but since you did it, I won't, and I'll go. Red Raiders. Go Longhorns. Number 22, yes. Number 22, Army. And number 14, Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati. Yep. Yep, Cincinnati's a 14-point favorite. I think they get it done. Number four, Georgia at Arkansas. Give me Georgia. Georgia's a 26-point favorite, and I think they roll. New coach there in Arkansas, too. Yep. Number two, Alabama. Alabama. At Missouri. Give me Bama. Yeah, easily. My opinion. Chase Daniel ain't walking through that door. Florida State at number 12, Miami, This Florida. will be the J-Man's book it prediction of the week. My Canes roll. They roll hard. I'm not going to pick a score here, uh, but my Miami Hurricanes win. Um, I think they win pretty handily, too. Uh, Florida State's without head coach uh-huh. Mike Norvell. They're 0-1. They lost to Georgia Tech two weeks ago. Give me Seminoles. How dare you. because I don't like you and don't like the Canes. <laughs> J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching. He'll be rooting for the Canes with me. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance, contact Travis at 219 219- Eight six nine four five six one. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. The man himself said, book it. Travis Watchering. Book it! Watching live on Facebook. So, shout out to Travis. And we got a few more games to pick here. Vanderbilt at number 10, Texas A&M. Give me an M. Jimbo needs a, a good year. It's of course, to, this is a year you can't really evaluate. Yeah. But I bet but you some coaches will get fired 100%. this year. 100%. So it's time to take that next step up. You're getting paid $100 million. Mm-hmm. So ain't them easily. Tennessee at South Carolina. Number 16, Tennessee. You're South Carolina. Is Must Champ still there? I want to say no. But I don't know who their coach is. He keeps hanging around, though. Um, yeah, he's still the oh head coach. At, uh... Talk about make it or break. And Travis Washington said, Canes roll and cover. Thank you. So, I'm going with uh, Tennessee. Muschamp's 26-25 and 25 at South Carolina. Yeah, NC State at number 20, Virginia Tech. Give me Vaughn Tech. 
You know, that'll be my upset. I'll go with NC State. I haven't picked I like an it. upset, so. I like it. And lastly, Troy at number 18, BYU. Give me Brigham Young. Yep. The that's White a, Boys. That's a t- t- the t- Mormons. 10-15 game there, so. Well, let's take a quick break from football talk. We got a lot more NFL to cover, but I want the J-Man to talk a little baseball. Heading into the final week of the season already. Seems, by fast. Seems like we were just bickering about whether they're going to play the season. <laughs> And now they're coming to an end. Um, Looking at some of the division races, the Tampa Bay Rays and New York Yankees have locked up playoff spots. Looked a little dicey for the Yankees for a little bit, but then the bats got hot. Very, very Yeah, they are rolling right now. Uh, They're still three and a half games behind Tampa Bay with a week to play. I don't know how many games they play this week. Um, Looks like Yankees play seven and the Rays play six. So Yankees can... It'll be tough to make up that ground, but really it means nothing anymore uh, since they're going to be bubbled uh, here in the postseason. Sounds like they're going to be bubbled in Arlington uh, where the Texas Rangers play and in California, maybe even Phoenix. Uh, I don't think there's really any details yet other than that. Yeah, I haven't read anything. Um, The Chicago White Sox have clinched a postseason spot for the first time in 12 years. Um, they can really hit. Their fans are chirping. I had a fan the other night tell me, hey, you guys don't talk about the White Sox much in your podcast. If you ever want somebody to talk to White Sox, uh, let me know. There's a reason we don't talk White Sox very much. They are fun to watch. Uh, they can really, really hit. The Minnesota Twins have also clinched the playoff spot. I believe I had them in the World Series um, at the beginning of the season. I can go look that up because I think I still have it. Uh, but Cleveland Indians are five games out of the division. Twins are only two games behind the White Sox. So they can make that up. Um, Indians will likely clinch the playoff spot this week. Uh, other team that has clinched the playoff spot in the American League, the Oakland Athletics. They are six games up on Houston, so they'll, they're essentially the – I don't think it's really – in stone yet, but they will be the American League West champs. The Houston Astros are finding out it's tougher to hit when you don't know what's coming. Imagine that. They are 27 and 26. They've lost Verlander uh, for the season and all of next year. He just had Tommy John surgery. National League's pretty much wide open. You have two teams in the playoffs currently, the Los Angeles Dodgers at 38-16, and the San Diego Padres for the first time in 14 years have uh, clinched the um, have clinched the playoff spot and they'll likely finish second in that division. They are four games back of the Dodgers. Um, in the AL East, the Atlanta Braves are up three games on the Miami Marlins. The Miami Marlins didn't see that coming. will be in the playoffs likely unless something horrendous happens. I did predict them in the World <laughs> Series half-jokingly than um, the Orioles at one time. The Orioles actually weren't nearly as bad no. as they had been. They're nope. still pretty bad, yes. but it's pretty close. Um, it'll be the first time since 2003 that they will be in the playoffs. Good well, for they'll them. They'll probably win it all. They make the playoffs, they win it all. I'll go on record and say that will not happen this year. <laughs> historic, historic, historically. Yeah. Philadelphia Phillies are four games behind the Atlanta Braves for the division. They will likely be in the playoffs as well. However, Looking at the rest of these races, the Cubs are up three and a half games on the St. Louis Cardinals, four and a half games up on the Reds and Brewers. They're still in a really good spot. They have not hit well at all, really all season. They hit uh, shade under 214 as a team at Wrigley Field this year, so it's kind of a blessing. They'll be bubbled in the postseason. Uh, But they're sitting here pretty. They play the Pirates for four starting here in three minutes. Hope that the Pirates roll over the next four games like they did for the Cardinals and Reds. only reason why the Cubs haven't wrapped things up is because of the Pirates playing the Cardinals and Reds. 
Uh, but the Reds are hot right now. Um, they're playing uh, pretty good baseball, and they're a scary team. Come a three, every team's scary in a three-game set, regardless of who it is. It doesn't matter who you have pitching. I've heard the Reds mentioned the most as the team that's the most scary in a three-game set. Sure, they have Luis Castillo and Trevor Bauer, but give me you Darvish and Kyle Hendricks just as much as them. Um, who knows if Sonny Gray will even be back for the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, they should get in. However, they have a really tough schedule, and uh, they start a huge three-game set with the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. Brewers sweep them. Reds are probably done. Did you happen to see this comment? I didn't, and I don't even want to read it, Travis. I'm going to read it. You can read it. For Tan and J-Man Show Nation. Travis Watrain commented on Facebook, better compliment the Reds. Need to win two out of three against Brew Crew. Castillo tonight. Gray tomorrow. Bauer Wednesday. Hashtag playoff bound. So Sonny Gray is back already, huh? Because he had a little bit of a dead arm um, there for a while, and he was put on the injured list. I'm thinking for the Reds fan. I have no Um, idea. He must have just been eligible because he pitched against the Cubs last Thursday, uh, two weeks ago from this upcoming Thursday. So he must just be eligible tonight to come back. Um, yeah, they they need to probably win the series because then they play the Twins over the weekend. Uh, but they're in a pretty good spot. I mean, they're tied with the Brewers and Giants. There's three teams for two spots. Um, three teams for one spot, really, um, here. And it's actually four teams for two spots because the Phillies are a half game up on the Reds, Brewers, and Giants who are all tied for that last spot. So it could get interesting here um, this week. The Brewers and Reds, uh, as I said, play each other. And so that'll be just – it'll. this will probably be the make-or-break series for both of those teams. Brewers then play five games at St. Louis um, starting on Thursday night. Uh, so that's not going to be easy for the Brewers. Reds are probably feeling pretty dang good about where they're at because, as I said, the Reds play the Twins. Uh, for three over the weekend. What happens if it's a Reds-White Sox World Series or a Cardinal-White Sox World Series? Um, I'll be praying for the sweet relief of death. I'll tell you that much. It could be an interesting podcast if that happens. But anyway, um, Cubs, as I said, they haven't been hitting the ball well. They've still been pitching fantastically. Um, they've only played five games this past week. Uh, Kyle Hendricks threw an absolute gem on Friday night. Went eight shutout innings while striking out 10. He's currently thrown the most innings in Major League Baseball this year with 73 and two-thirds, and he's tied for 282nd in walks. He's only walked seven. Um, I've said this about every single show, it seems like I say this. He is the most underrated pitcher in the game of baseball. Gets no Cy Young respect at all or even talk. He had the same odds as Jose Quintana um, to win the Cy Young before the season, which is just blasphemous uh, he's currently fifth choice. thank you he's currently fifth in baseball and pitcher wins above replacement over his last 20 starts he has walked just 12 batters in 124 innings and he's the only pitcher with three outings of at least eight innings this season um, he won't win the Cy Young award it'll likely be I would say probably Jacob deGrom or Clayton Kershaw the media for some godforsaken reason likes Trevor Bauer uh, even though he's like the worst human ever um, so he'll probably get some votes. You Darvish should get some votes. He probably lost it last night, gave up four runs in six innings. His offense let him down. And he had to be perfect, and he wasn't. Um, but as I said, Cubs offense has been brutal. They only have two guys hitting above league average since um, September 1st, and they, it is Jason Hayward and uh, Wilson Contreras. Chris Bryant has been abysmal, yet he has been their third best hitter since you, September you know, 1st. I've seen 
I've seen some people on Twitter refer to him as soft as Charmin. He's not soft. That's just. I just. I, that's just I've a seen dumb. Some people on Twitter I've seen. Twitter people are stupid. Um, don't listen to Twitter people. He's not soft as Charmin. Don't listen to him either. He's um, on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Not that much anymore, though. I'm on maybe once a game, twice a game anymore. I don't go around um, and pay attention to it. But anyway, offense, I tweeted this last night. The offense broke in 2018. 2019 was supposedly the season of reckoning. Uh, what's Theo going to say after this listless performance by his offense this season? Did nothing to fix it like he said he was going to um, in the off season. So he can't really blame anyone but himself. Um, he's been, as I said, pitching staff's been awesome. So he's been really lucky or it likely would not be go well for him. This offseason, however, he's already been mentioned as a potential president of baseball ops for the New York Mets. Take him, Mets fans. Uh, it's been 10 years. It's ten- been that long already. He wow. T- it was two, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 10. Nine years. Um, it's time for a new voice, new head voice in there. 10 years is a long time in sports. It's, you need a new voice eventually in there. And same way with the core. Kind of have to split him. I wouldn't even call him a core anymore. So what? Who? Who do you split off? Um, all of them. Don't um, keep any of them. Uh, keep Rizzo. Baez. Baez. Okay. The rest, I wouldn't do. They Wilson Contreras, maybe. Who knows? They just now you're talking yourself into keeping more. <laughs> um, Bryant, looking back, should have traded him in the off season. Yeah. Um. Schwarber thought he was going to have a good year. He got benched last night for lack of hustle, which is not like Schwarber. And I think it was more just try to light a fire under him because he hasn't been hitting. Yeah, David Ross continues to hit Chris Bryant and Kyle Schwarber in the top four. He's not tonight. Bryant moved down to fifth. Um, offense just has to find a way to hit, and they haven't done it all year, so I don't know why we think they'll just magically start. Uh, but John Lester might have just made his last start at Wrigley Field as a Chicago Cub. Um, after the game, he was pretty emotional. Um, he said he didn't realize it, uh, or I didn't realize it until after the game that it was his last start. But he said, didn't think six years would go by this fast. Uh, Chicago is home, and there's no other jersey I'd rather put on to win my 200th next season. He's at 192 wins. Uh, just It just stinks. There were no fans. Maybe he goes back to Boston. Usher him off. Um, actually, I think what will happen, he gets a $10 million buyout. Because Cubs aren't picking up his $25 million option. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs come in with like a one-year, uh, say, $2 million deal with some incentives to get it up a little more. Because he'll already have made $10 million. He's not going to be needing a huge deal um, for next year. So I would not be surprised at all if he is back. Um, but Cubs need to clinch here early. So this series over the weekend against the White Sox means nothing. So I got baseball-wise, bro. All right. We got a lot of football uh, NFL to cover here in about yes, 20 sir. minutes. Um, rough day injury-wise around the league yesterday. All over the place. Unbelievable. It's crazy. A lot of big names mm-hmm. go down. Saquon Barkley, ACL. Nick Boza. ACL. ACL. I think it was a, yeah, ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, Solomon Thomas, ACL. Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain, but mm-hmm. don't know how long. Uh, Raheem Mostert, MCL. All, those are just all on the Niners, um, except Saquon that I mentioned at the beginning. That's a giant, of course. But um, Chris McCaffrey banged up out a couple weeks at the ankle. Uh, Drew Locke for the Broncos, shoulder. Is that a big injury? I'm just naming ones <laughs> off, off. 
Well, it is for the Broncos. Now they're without a quarterback for a little while. Jeff Driscoll to the rescue. Uh, Cortland Sutton out ACL. He only had three catches for 66 yards this year. It was in the half that he played. Um, yeah, the Broncos just banged up. I. They're they're fighting. They're I mean they they darn near. They had a chance to beat the Steelers, which I think the Steelers are a really good team, at least defensive wise. Um, but uh, so the Broncos aren't the only team to get hit by the injury bug. But uh, probably Niners than them have probably been hit by it the worst because they did lose Von Miller before the season even started. And A.J. Boye, number one corner, is hurt as well. But uh, it's part of the game. I don't know what's attributed to all the injuries. I don't know if it's lack of contact in practice, lack of preseason games, or just bad luck, combination of all. I'm not really sure. Um, and I don't know if really preseason would really help um, with the injury issues. Um, I think it could just be, you know, bad luck situation. I mean, it's rare to see this many injuries in a given week. I remember last year. That was the worst Sunday I've ever seen. Last last week, people were saying, why do we even need preseason? These games have been awesome. And now the next week is like, oh, we might need a preseason because these players are getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, make up your mind, people. I think, I think you give, give them two preseason games. Cut in half from four to yeah. two. I, yeah, you kind of have to have a preseason of sorts. Especially for guys trying to make the team. But. Yeah, because a lot of these guys won't ever see a snap in the no. NFL when they usually probably would get picked up. So Bruce Irvin torn ACL for mm-hmm. Seahawks last night. So I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting. There's just a lot of been injuries. a lot of ACL Curtis injuries. Campbell it was not a torn mm-hmm. ACL, but uh, Malik we, Hooker as well. Achilles mm-hmm. out for the season. Yeah, that's the second Achilles injury. Marlon Mack week one. The Colts looked good yesterday though. Um, three winners, three losers from week two. Three winners. The Los Angeles Rams uh, won 37 to 19 in Philadelphia. I think the teams looked awesome so far. Jared Goff uh, has been phenomenal uh, this season. Uh, other winner, Dallas Cowboys, came back from 29-10 to 10 down at halftime, and th- they were down 39-30 to 30 with a minute 49 left, score a touchdown, get an onside kick where the uh, known chokers, Atlanta Falcons, uh, just refused to cover the onside kick. I or believe even the try. Falcons are the first team in NFL history to score over 30 points and have zero turnovers zero turnovers the game. And still lose. Um, so they got what they deserve. My third winner is the Kansas City Chiefs. Came back from 17-6 to six down in the fourth quarter, won in overtime. Harrison Bucker's nails, man. Yeah, they're 6-0 and oh when Mahomes is down 10 points or yep. more. Patrick Mahomes has won six games in a row in which he's trailed by 10-plus points. I do think Justin Herbert looked really good uh, this week. However, Anthony Lynn, for some reason, said he's not going to be the starter when Tyrod's healthy. I think that will ultimately change because uh, that just – that's you, you can't just start your sixth overall pick and then just not play He played play very, very well. And, and he played well. Looks like he's got a promising career. Yeah. And then another reason why I'm fired up about this Drew Locke injury because the Broncos have to figure out what they have in their quarterback because he got Mahomes for the, at least the next decade. And Herbert looks like he's going to be the future of the Chargers. I'm not worried about the Raiders right now with the, the car. Raiders. But, um, yeah, so frustrating, but <coughs> is what it is. I'm used to my teams getting injured now, but just frustrating. Um, my three winners, um, Indianapolis Colts. I had the Vikings. Going in there winning, and that was the only game both J-Man and I have missed to date. We're never going to have a better week and pick them mm-hmm. than we did this past week. But um, I thought the Colts just played well. Defense was great. Um, got in Kirk Cousins' face. Create some turnovers. Kirk Cousins is horrendous. He's just he's not a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Uh, other winners, I will go with the uh, Seattle Seahawks last night. 
They tried to blow it. New England got clear down the red zone at the end of the game, but uh, they stopped Cam on a. They stopped Cam. On All I heard sneak. today was how good Cam Newton yeah. was. Russell Wilson, my MVP pick, yeah. threw five touchdowns. He has thrown nine touchdowns this year. 11 incompletions. Oh, he's unbelievable, but I think people have come to expect that. We're looking at Cam Newton, who's been garbage the last five years, and all of a sure. sudden he's looking like his MVP self again, which is crazy. If if teams knew he was going to play like that, they would have picked him up, and he wouldn't have been sitting there waiting for good old Billy Boy to get him on as cheap as can be. Mm-hmm. And now it's crazy to see people on Twitter, oh, I don't really mind watching the Patriots now just because Thomas, I'm like, I still don't like him. I hate him more. They still have Belichick and Josh McDaniels, which I'll be nice and not call him the name I usually do. but Please, because it's very immature. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> my other winner, oh, man, I'm trying to think. Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Big time. They've already got two wins. That I predicted two and four. I don't nine and seven. Machine, so. I think they're going to be a pretty dang good team. Going forward. Three losers. San Francisco 49ers. They won the game, but lost Jimmy G for four to six they're weeks. They're lucky they were playing pretty much the worst team in yes. football yesterday. Nick Boza and Solomon Thomas. We already talked about this uh, for the season with ACL tears. Sherman's hurt too. I think he's out for the year. Or he was put on IR, uh, I think designated to return yeah. though. Yeah. Um, and lost Raheem Mostert. He was also hurt in the game. So I think they're a loser this week, even though they won their game. Um, Kyle Shanahan kind of whined about the turf, but I mean, Jets and Giants have played on it mm-hmm. and they think it's fine and they've practiced on it. If they thought it was bad, they'd have them change it. So it obviously wasn't yeah. the turf's fault. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, listless performance in Indy. Uh, Cousins went 11 for 26, three interceptions. Uh, great defense by the Colts, uh, but Kirk Cousins has the worst contract in sports right now, potentially. Houston Texans. I know it was the Baltimore Ravens, but they had a chance to bounce back at home against one of the best teams in the league and kind of say, hey, don't forget about us after losing to the Chiefs. Um, We can still be just as good as these guys. Then they just got absolutely whooped. Um, Not sure if old Billy O'Brien lasts the entire season there. He kind of took a few of mine, so I'll change my up a little bit. Atlanta Falcons, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a given, I think. They just... They're they're becoming the chokers of the NFL. Dan Quinn's supposed to be this defensive mastermind, and those are games that get you fired. Yeah, absolutely. Detroit Lions uh, got up by 14, I believe, early on the Green Bay Packers. They got blown out. Matt Patricia seems like a good guy, but he's one of those guys he's better fit as a coordinator than he is a head coach, unfortunately, like Adam Gase. Um, Other loser. Man, I really wanted to pick the Texans. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm gonna pick the Texans. I I'm just sure. blanking right now, and and I know we got to, they are a loser. Got to go to our picks. So, like I said, both Jamin and I went 14 and one. We actually tied week one, nine and seven. So I prematurely was wearing that belt last week. So going into the night, Jayman's got 130 points. He can get have a possible of 135 because you your one point confident game was the Vikings over the Colts. That was my three points confident game. So I have 120 points, but I have. Uh, 13 going into the night, so I could have 133, but no matter what, I'm going to lose by two if both teams Give me that win. belt. So for this week, for the first time and hopefully the last time all year, the J-Man gets the 10 and J-Man show NFL picks chitcha belt to wear this week during our picks. Thank you, sir. Don't get used to it. It's coming back home next week. All right. Thursday night, battle in Battle for Florida. 
the Dolphins and the Jaguars. I'm picking the Miami Dolphins to bounce back. Defense has been real atrocious. Josh Allen lit them up. Um, but I think Dolphins bounce back. Old Fitzmagic played pretty well. Mike Gesicki, I don't know if you saw his one-handed catch he had at the end of the game. No, but I saw a style um, He had a great game. He's turned into one of the better receiving tight ends in the NFL. Uh, I picked the Dolphins for seven. Glad you picked the Dolphins because that means we're not having we're not the same gonna. picks this <laughs> week. I'm going with the Jaguars. I've been hard on Gardner Minshew for over a year now. The guy's good. good football player. He's a player. good football player. He's good enough that I think they win enough games they're not going to have the number mm-hmm. one pick. And even if they did... Maybe they roll with Gardner. I don't know. He's pretty darn accurate. Yeah, he's he's kind of a gamer, kind of like a yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but as I said, give me the Dolphins. What's your confident point? Four for the Jags. Bears at Atlanta this Falcons. This was a tough one. For I me. found it very not tough. Okay. Who you got? Taking the Falcons at home, three points. I'm also taking the Falcons. I have nine on Atlanta. Why? Why so confident after coming off of just a derailing loss yesterday? Trubisky um, and the Bears have played two of the worst teams in the NFL and have squeaked out W's. I don't think that luck, or I think that luck kind of turns around here, and they lose against a team that I think is better than them in the Atlanta Falcons. Fair enough. Los Angeles Rams of Inglewood at Bills. Two 2-0 teams here. Your team's the, playing really well. Give me the Bills. Josh Allen is balling right now. I like the culture that Buffalo's setting up there. Give me the Los Angeles Rams. As I said, I've loved the way they've looked um, so far, and I have the Rams for three points. I have the Bills for five. Mm. The Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns won a pretty good game over the Bengals mm-hmm. in the battle for Ohio last Thursday night. Give me the Brownies at home for 10. I have the Cleveland Brownies at home for 15. Ooh, um, 15. A Washington team's bad, man. Yeah. I, I Even though they're one and one, I know. I thought Dwayne Haskins played okay yesterday. They're just, <laughs> yeah, they're not very talented. Tennessee Titans at Minnesota Vikings. Titans are 2-0. and They're a good football Vikings team. Vikings are 0-2. Um, Titans just have that winning culture, that toughness that Vrabel brings They're to They're able them. to win close games. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill's and, been awesome. And, you know, they do the opposite of what the Broncos do. I read a stat yesterday. Since the start of 2018, the Broncos have been in an NFL-leading category of games decided by five points or less, 6-10 and 10 in those games. Yeah. That's, yeah. Pretty bad. That's Anthony Barr, uh, Minnesota lost him today. Um, but I'm picking Minnesota for eight. Titans, I think they bounce back. Titans for 11. Going big. I like it. Raiders at the New England Patriots. Patriots. Give me the Pats. I have six on them. 13. 49ers at New York Football Giants. Two teams derailed by injuries. Yes. I still think the Niners have enough talent to go in there and win, even if Nick Mullins has to play. I'm picking the New York Giants. I have two on them. I have six on the Niners. This this is going to be an interesting week because our pick is going to be yes. really and different. This, I like that. Even just looking at the matchups, I was having a hard time even picking who was going to win, sure. let alone putting uh, points on them. Mm-hmm. Bengals at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles can't win this game. I don't see a win coming in their direction and for a while. I think old Doug Peterson – Dunzo. I think he's a good coach. I don't. I think he's one of the best in the NFL. Not me. Now I think his quarterback's why, struggling a little bit. Why Why do you think Doug Peterson's so good? I just have always thought he was a good coach since he got there. I don't know, man. 
I think what he did a few years ago was that was pretty good a few years ago. Yeah, but that gets you a long way. Super Bowl gets you some tenure there, in a, especially a city who never won one. Sure, but, but Joe Madden got fired. Not technically fired, but Joe. Joe. Oh, oh Cubs! I thought you were talking John Madden. I thought you were because we were talking football. You, you confused me there. So sorry. I apologize, man. That was a mean look you gave me. <laughs> um, Give me the Eagles for eleven. I got the Eagles for seven, but if uh, Nick Foles struggles, could be Jalen Hurts time in Philly. Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, Foles is in Chicago. Take a nap there, Tanner. I'll take us the rest of the way. Houston Texans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Got Pittsburgh for two. I have Pittsburgh for ten. Um, not a believer in this Houston team, even though I think I had them winning the division. Two games changes my mind pretty quick. The Watt boys against each other. Um, TJ, I think, has surpassed his bro, too. JJ, um, give me the Steelers for 10. You have two? I have two. Two of them. Jets at the Indianapolis Colts. I think we both are probably going to agree. Give me the Colts. Four. 15. I have them for 16, so we're pretty dang close there. Uh, Panthers at Chargers. Chargers for 16. Really? Yes. I have Chargers for five. No Chris McCaffrey for the Panthers. Yes. The Chargers have a really good defense. I don't know who Teddy can get the ball to to help score. Even if they go Tyrod or Herbert, I think their defense takes them over the top easily. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at your Denver Broncos. Jeff Driscoll's behind center. They lost their number one wide receiver. They're down a few bodies on defense. Brady struggles in Denver. Doesn't struggle on Sunday. Uh, Tampa Bay for 12. I have Tampa Bay for 14. Um... I don't think Tom's played that well. Mike Evans had a pretty good game. They're due to click. That's what's scary, too. Chris Godwin did not play last week. It'll be interesting to see if he plays this week uh, for Tampa Bay. But Fournette had a really good game, Um, so give me Tampa Bay. Detroit at Arizona. I have the Cardinals for 13. Cardinals for 14. I just think this Cardinals team can put up points. DeAndre Hopkins has been awesome so far uh, for Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray's a sneaky MVP pick right now. Just two games in. He was before the season, too. Um, He's living up to it so far. Dallas Cowboys at the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks for eight. I have the Seahawks for 12. I think they are the, um, I would venture to say they're the best team in the uh, NFC this year. And Russell Wilson, as I said, was my MVP pick mm-hmm. for the year. Looking pretty dang good. I don't good. remember who I picked for MVP. I have no I don't, idea. I don't think you did pick an MVP this year. I might have picked Mahomes, but or, I Man. don't know. I don't remember. I think this is the year Russie Dubs finally does it. Um, Pankers, Pankers, Packers at Saints Sunday night. Sunday night football, give me the Saints for nine. Give me the Saints for four. Aaron Rodgers slinging the ball well. Aaron Jones had a great game yesterday against Detroit. Uh, I think that offense is rolling. Uh, so, But give me the Saints. Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Give me the Chiefs for one. Give me the Chiefs for one as well. Something about them going into Baltimore, I just think they get it done. Um, this year. Those two teams are the best two in the AFC right now. Head and shoulders. Yeah, it's not even. I don't um, know who's. Third might be Pittsburgh or Tennessee. Yeah, really might be. Pittsburgh's got great defense. That's why I think the AFC is wide open. It might be Buffalo. Ah, it probably is Buffalo. Well, the I'll heck say knows? Buffalo. Why not? It's crazy. Heck, some people could even say New England, even though if they're one on one, they absolutely could. They about stole that game yeah. last night. Yeah, and it's weird talking about the Seahawks real quick. They went from a defense dominated team who had no help around Russell to 
quite opposite. Their defense now struggles, mm-hmm. and Russell's they got can, some weapons. They can score some so points. Re- I didn't think we'd see Pete Carroll last long enough. I thought he'd retire before we saw that day where they switch. I won last week. Going to win this week. We'll see about I'm that. I'm keeping it on for the rest of the show. Yeah, please do. Golf happened over the weekend. Yeah, uh, winged foot, U.S. Open. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau got his first, and it will definitely not be his last major of his career, in my opinion. Rolled through the field. Only player under par yesterday. Insane. And, and, and I hate how everybody's already wanting the USGA and golf to regulate everything. It's like, come on. The guy works his tail off. He was out there Saturday night till 8.30. It was dark on the range. He was the only guy out there because he realized if I can get my driver decently straight, which he didn't, mm-hmm. I'm going to win this thing. He was still getting in the rough. He only hit 23 fairways. That's by far the lowest amount for a U.S. Open winner. But he was finding ways to get up and down. His putter was on fire. The guy's put in work. He gained 40 pounds in the offseason. He tries to give himself an advantage however he can. I'm excited for him. I like Bryson. Even though I'm a huge Ricky Fowler fan, Bryson DeChambeau is the face of Puma Golf. Agreed. He, and he needs to be pushed like that going forward. That hurts me to say, but I'm trying to be honest. I haven't heard much of Ricky here in a while. No, he made the cut, but he tied for 49th, and he came out today on Instagram and said it was his worst week putting of his tour career. And I heard on Twitter from a different golf source, he's going back. To, he's quitting his swing change and going back to his old swing. Why do you even try? Sometimes these pros think if they can tool one thing or another, it can make it better, and sometimes it doesn't work. Mm. It makes it worse. So we'll see um, if it can do anything for him at Augusta in two months at, in November. And I'm already picking DeChambeau. I've been saying that for a few months. I'm picking him at the Masters to cap off a great 2020 for himself. We have a tournament this week? Yeah, but it's a smaller one. I don't. It's at mm. Tiger Woods' course. Oh. But I forget what it is, and I didn't bring it up, so. Birdie bogey before we wrap her up. There are five active players with 350 career homers. Who are those players? 350 or more. Yes. Albert Pools. Correct. Um, Miguel Cabrera. There's two. Um, I am blanking on guys. I'm trying to think who's played for a while. Uh, Ryan Braun? Ryan Braun was the one who hit it last week. Okay. There's I did not three. See that. Get at least a par. Oh, man. Um, These two players will probably upset you you didn't get. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, both, I, team, both players have played with a few teams. Yeah. I, <coughs> I'm just blanking on guys. I can't even think right now. Will this help you out? I don't even know what you're doing. The parrot thing. You've never seen that? I don't know if it's which arm it is. Edwin Encarnacion. I will. Wow. T- yep. I, that, I, Tommy hits a homer. He does the parrot thing, like on the shoulder. Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz, the other one. Okay. You get a par. I got four. That's a pretty, pretty good one. Yeah, Encarnacion and Cruz are those two guys I always forget about, and they yeah. put up good stats. They play forever. Um, all right. I did better than I thought I would. So. Yeah, pretty good. That wraps up episode 201 of the Tan and J-Man Show. Buy our merch. You see these uh, coffee mugs here. Get yourself a nice Tan and J-Man Show coffee mug so you can drink some morning coffee or some tea and listen to the Tan and J-Man Show. We got hoodies, long sleeve t-shirts, short sleeve t-shirts, onesies, toddler uh, shirts, infant shirts, uh, zip-up hoodies, whatever you want. We probably got it, and if not, we'll work on it. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Stay safe. 
Stay sane and stay healthy, and we'll see you next week.